Hi, this is Marisha for Love Your Creativity, and this is the eighth podcast coaching session with Ryan James Locke. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Marisha. How are you? I am really well, thank you. Um, now, tell everybody what you do, <laughs> or rather what you do for me and other persons. So, uh, yeah, I have a coaching business. It's called beingyourownpublicist.com. I work with entrepreneurs and creatives and small business owners on the mindset and the best practices for growing your business building your brand and really overcoming the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck in order to sort of see yourself in a much bigger way and change the results you're getting. You've taken me on to coach you through a number of different projects you're working on uh, from your single launch to your, uh, your mindset regarding things like your acting and just to really kind of step things up. Uh, yep. Yeah, so the mindset to, you know, basically achieve your goals and, uh, you know, overcome your, your limited thinking. My work is based on the, the belief that the way you think about yourself and your work affects the results that you get as much as, if not more than, the actions that you take. So when I work with people, I don't just teach them marketing and PR. I teach them how to think about themselves in a, in a way that really works for them. Yes, right. Okay, now that is good. Now, I did a couple of casting work class workshops last week, and what was interesting was, one, I came out in quite a funny headspace because very serious, good casting directors, but there was so much negativity in the room, not necessarily mm. from them, but from the other actors, actually, about how hard it is and how this and how this. And I remember one lady, she uh, she said, oh, well, a casting agent once said to me, a casting director once said to me, God, people at your age are either made it dead or should have given up. And I just thought, what is the... I find it really interesting that we... Wave these old wounds in other people's faces. Wow. Which is a line, actually, from my play that I'm in at the moment. You know, but also that there was just a real sense of, of course it's hard. Creativity has always been hard. But I just think this negative about people around you, or the dramas that happen, it's just really, it's really interesting. And I just thought it'd be really good to chat to you about how one best deals with, A, people you don't really know being negative, just in about what, why are you doing this and what's your purpose in life and don't you think you're going to get a proper job, all that kind of stuff. Um, right. <laughs> and then also people who are very close to you who, or other artists themselves, who I, I know it's hard, but I don't think sticking your head in the stand, sand and hoping that Spielberg's going to call you out of nowhere or and just bemoaning your life state is really helpful because it just made, I came away in quite a, like a furious mood of, come on people, get with it, strive harder, don't give up. Yeah. It made me quite mad. Did you feel, I mean, how did it, how did it make you feel in terms of your own direction? Did it make you, did it make, I mean, when you heard the negativity, did you, did you go into it or did you just listen to it? You know, did, how did it make you feel when you heard these people say that stuff to you? Well, the thing is, we were in a class setting with a casting director in front of us, so it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't my moment to challenge. Okay. And I was, but I mean, they were very clearly and honestly setting out the realities of the business that for a, Certainly in the UK, if you get called in for a TV job, they get thousands of applications and probably only pull in three to five people. So if you're in the room, you really are in with a chance because they really think you can, you're, you're there to make it, which, of course, makes the pressure so much worse on when you get these big auditions. Yeah. Because you don't get called in unless they think you can do the job. 
Um, so it wasn't a place for me. So they were being honest, but it was just this. I just thought, I don't see how that negativity helps. Speaking it, hearing it, repeating it. Well, it doesn't. And I always find it interesting when people say, I'm just being honest, or they say, yeah, when people say, I'm just being honest, or I'm just being realistic, I always think, actually, you're not being honest or realistic. You're, what you're doing is you're being negative, because in any situation, there's going to be something you like and something you don't like, or there's going to be aspects that work for you and aspects that don't. Ultimately, it's about what you choose to focus on and experience and I think it's quite dangerous, actually, to listen to people being negative because it can really, it can really ruin your, the way you're thinking, can't it? You know, people might say, oh, you know, you can't expect people to call you. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, that you need to feel bad. I think it's, you know, I, I always suggest people look at, you know, if you're going to listen to people, listen to the people who have the results in their lives that you want. Do you know what I mean? If people are being very negative and, uh, you know, they're talking about how bad things are. It's about saying to yourself, you know, that might be true for that person, but that doesn't need to be true for me, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I think of Ken Collard, who, of course, we both know, the actor, and I did a podcast with him early in the year, and he, you know, and he's a very successful working actor. He's not famous, but he's definitely a work, proper working actor. Yeah. You know, does a lot of work in all fields, film, TV, and commercials, and full service, and everything. Um, he chooses not to do stage. And... He said, you have, the, the primary principle you have to start from is, I can do this, I can make this happen, I am good, and I'm going to absolutely come from a, a saying of, this can happen to me, I can make a living in this industry. Yeah. Um, so I always go back to that. So I suppose, you know, when you've got people not necessarily um, putting the work in or getting frustrated, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and... She's really been very aggressively trying to get work and not getting. And I said, well, don't worry, because if you are constantly on it, if you keep trying to get work, you will get it eventually. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, But it was just interesting. I came away with this real sense of... if I, I'm not going to sit there like as a, as a miserly actor moaning about the fact that, you know what I mean, I, I don't have a massive agent and I don't really know that many casting directors. I, I've just got on and tried to do what I can, really. And then from that, you know, things... You network in a very kind of graceful way, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, like I, I always say, the way you think about yourself, you know, affects everything that you do in your work or in your social life. And I, I, I love what you just said about you refuse to sit there as an actor feeling small. And I think you said measly, which I, I, I like that word. It, you know, paints a paints a very descriptive picture. But what's what, what's interesting for me is you get people who will, you know. They'll complain how hard things are and how bad everything is. And then you look at their life and you think, well, you know, maybe we should consider the fact that if you sit there telling yourself it's going to be hard, it is going to be hard. Because I'm reading a great book at the moment called E Squared, and it's all about proving that your thoughts create your reality. And one of the things she says is your brain literally chooses what to process and anything that's in contradiction to your beliefs about life. It, it won't register because it doesn't match the software in your brain. Right. Which I think is wonderful. And, and there's a, 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 there's a lecture by Marianne Williamson, which I love. And I'll, send it, I'll try and send it to you afterwards. And she talks about how the universe is infinitely abundant at all times. And an example she uses is, you know, you might be, for example, sat in a cafe having some coffee, reading or on your laptop. 
and you know your ideal partner might be sat next to you but you're too busy staring into her space thinking how bad life is to notice he's trying to smile at you you know that kind of thing yes and I think it's very much the same thing with work I mean I'm really happy that you brought this up because it doesn't have to be difficult and actually it doesn't have to be tough and it doesn't have to be this kind of dreary you know hard uh, you know sort of limiting thing it can actually be brilliant and one of the things I, I, I enjoy the most about coaching you is you're, you know you already seem to naturally know that the way you think about yourself affects everything yes and but like, even so I mean like today I had to stay in all day for DHL I stayed in most of yesterday popped over half an hour and that's when they delivered so I've stayed in all day today for this DHL delivery it's now 20 past 5 so it's definitely not office hours I've just called them I'm like I need to have this stuff today. You know what I mean? It's really important yeah. that this happens and it's got to yeah. happen before a certain time. They're like, well, he hopes to be there before six. So wait, it's got to be here for six. This, this is incredible sense of, well, I've cancelled everything today in the stadium, which means I haven't gone to the gym, you know, which means I've had a couple of friends pop around to low, but actually the work I should have done and, you know, I'm feeling quite annoyed. I've used my yeah. annoyance of having to wait and stay in to not properly do what, lots of other stuff I could have done today. But also, I'm, I'm coming to the end of the run, and I'm getting my energies are slacking a bit now, you know, as well. So I'm far from perfect on that front. Far from perfect. But I'm aware Thank that... God. Sorry? Thank God. How boring would that be? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be like, oh, come on, pick it up. But yeah, I wouldn't be getting paid. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, I mean, it's I, like, how, how much work have I done in London Town this week? Um, I've spoken to a couple of people about possibly putting to a film, but that's about it. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to do another like another version of it, but I've still got to do that. And I'm also come to the end of it, and suddenly, having been very busy for months, it looks like I'm going to hit a quiet period. In one way, I'm quite grateful, but in the other, I'm going, well, I need to get back up and get out there and start fighting again, you know? Yeah. So, um, because so I think... Talk, yeah. Go on. Sorry, it cut out, but I was going to say, talk to me about... What I'm, what I'm feeling is maybe you, you discussed how people were talking to you about you know how things are quite difficult and then you're also telling me how you notice that you know it's coming up to a uh, you say quiet period it's important to understand here that ultimately you know like we said earlier what's true for other people doesn't need to be true for you two people can be in the same room and have an incredibly different experience you know based on the way they're thinking so i just want to sort of hear a little bit more about you said, you know, you haven't done the work on London Town. Is there a sense of guilt around that? There is a bit of a sense of guilt. But I, I also appreciate I've been in a play. So, of course, that takes up so much time and energy and you're writing to people saying, will you come? And yeah. there's all these, how many, um, for example, my agent retired, well, closest agency earlier in the year. Um, I then thought, oh, I should do a play to kind of replace that. But since I've not had an agent, because I've had to really focus, things have been really moving forward. Um, and then he's reopened an agency again. They want to take me back on. But I'm like, well, actually, maybe I shouldn't stay where I'm at. Maybe I need to move forward. But if you think about it, we've got a very good play, but relatively, the amount of... I mean, we've had quite a lot of theatres come in, but despite the fact you've got four good actors, how many casting directors turned up, how many agents, you know what I'm saying, the numbers in terms of industry, you do the work for industry to see you, and there's that sense of, how many, you said in an earlier podcast, you've got to look at how many people actually can, I've become a better actor from doing this, mm-hmm. I've met some wonderful people, and we're getting some really good feedback, but, 
you do also go, well, hang on, that's an awful lot of time and energy. And you have to go and go, what about the end result, if you see what I'm saying? Completely. And I want to be doing great work and it's new work and all that. But but it's not like, you know, we're not at the national. So, <laughs> I mean, it's yet. Got, so, yet. So, and obviously the more of these things I do. But it's interesting, people will say, oh, you have to be in something for people to come and see you. And then you're in something and people don't still don't come and see you. Yeah, of course. And then, start, and then they start qualifying it by, well, you've got to be at certain venues, you're going to be doing, they want to see new work. Well, I've just, I've done a Chekhov play and a new piece mm. in the last six weeks. So I'm hearing what sound to me like excuses or barriers. And I'm just wanting to go, look, I'm doing good work. You need to come and see me because then, you know, because I'm aware people see your work and then they, you know, then they employ you. Yeah. As I remember you for a project when you're ready. So it's a, it's a bit frustrating that we've come to an end of a really, tiring thing but you know it's it, what the end result is not necessarily what we thought it would be and that's okay that's really okay there's a thing um something i'd sort of like to to meant well to ask you at the moment is we can't change the situation for example you can't re- you know you can't rewind things and and you know spielberg wasn't sat there that's okay but and I can understand 100% that you must be feeling frustrated because God knows I would be as well. And I really, you know, I really respect the fact that what, what working actors do is they, they do put themselves in a position quite a lot of the time where they have to not get heartbroken. But what I want to share with you is the, fir- is the fact that firstly, you know, nothing's ever wasted when you're open to the possibility of a new possibility. What I mean by that is... It might not have gone the way you wanted it to, but ultimately there's always going to be, you know, it always will lead on to something, even if it's just experience or growth. And the real key here is to take that experience and to really use it to leverage your next step. So, you know, it would be very easy for some people to say, oh, I didn't go the way I want, I'm not going to try again. And it's about really understanding, you know, maybe sitting down and looking at the fact that, okay, what could I do better next time? But what I want to ask, I'm having a sense of disappointment and perhaps frustration. So, what sorry, I want to ask, you, yeah, sorry, say that. What you want to ask me is, yeah, what could you, what can you do right now to really support yourself and sort of be on your own side a lot more, rather than buying into what other people are telling you is true? What can you do to really support yourself a lot more? Well, I think I need to. I've, I've been getting to that, you know, because you come off stage late, you stay up late, and all that kind of stuff. So my body clock is completely turned around, and I think I'm also I'm tired today. You know what I mean? I'm aware that not looking after myself, which has come up before, I need to do a bit more of that because in your mental, you know what I mean? Your mental space is in a different space as well. Then, absolutely. Well, they they're, they're very okay. So in terms of tangible things, if you've got a if you've got a pen and a paper next to you, that'd be great. Um, you know, if you could, I think it would be really good for you to write some things down. You know, tangible things that you can do to start. You know, really, you make this situation work for you and sort of support yourself. So, in terms of tangible steps, what do you think you could do? What what seems the most important thing right now? Well, I'm thinking now that you're talking to me, apart from the obviously the sleep, and I've been eating loads of rubbish. Um, is that I think when something's about to come to an end, and there's like a gap afterwards, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Then. I'm aware I've got lots of little projects I want to get involved in and all this kind of stuff, but I almost need to sit and write a list of what it is I need to do next because otherwise you end up... And 
it's always true to say, and I've interviewed many people, and Alita Collins, who I did an interview with, with uh, who's a really amazing choreographer, uh, and also she was with uh, Richard Thomas, who wrote Jerry Springer, the opera, and they were talking about the bubble, which there's a real bubble in a theatre or film. You end up in a bubble because you're also focused on trying to make something happen. Yep. But the rest of the world kind of disappears. And it's the same in any art form. You know, you're trying to get your exhibitions done or you're in, you're in class, but you're becoming a very kind of, we're in a bubble as a company together. And you become incredibly friendly and open with each other. And then suddenly there's a grief when that finishes. And of there's course. also a what next? And even with... And it's also acknowledging, and I think that's part of it, I'm also acknowledging that something that has meant I've been busy but haven't been able to have an excuse of not doing other stuff, if you see what I'm saying. That's coming to an end. My bubble, my excuse. There's grief. Yeah, there, there's, all, there's a lot of emotional stuff wrapped up in coming to the end of, a, of something. And you almost have to give yourself a bit of time. And then, But I know I've got... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. Well, of course, and I think it, it's, it's the first thing to do is really acknowledge how you feel, and there's nothing wrong with feeling a sense of disappointment or a sense of... Well, it's a, it's a sense of grieving, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's, something's over. Right? That's 100% natural. Um, but what I really want to get to here is a sense of what you, could, what you can do to really support yourself, because I don't want other people's negativity or other people's, uh, you know... It, uh, I'm trying to be polite about it. You know, other people's kind of BS thinking. I don't want that affecting you. In, in you know, you, you're at a very great time now. You're coming out of doing this play. You've got time to focus on the next step, what you want to do. And I think it's really important to always look at the situation you're in and say, "Am I supporting my?" Yeah, I think um, I, I identify some quite clear sort of. I'm tired of it a late night. I've been stuck in all day trying to work for DHL. I haven't done half of what I wish to do. I haven't gone for my normal exercise, which affects my headspace. Um, I've also sp spoken or seen various people who I love, but are having a struggling artist stage at the moment themselves, if you see what I'm saying. And I'm aware that that all impacts in how I feel. Now, that doesn't mean I shouldn't see people, but I do think it probably makes me, I should look at who I see and when I choose to see them around where my headspace is, if that makes any sense. It does completely make sense, yeah. And I don't, I think I've just identified that in myself, that I feel this kind of, I have to be very careful who I'm, it's really hard because you love people and you want to support them. But I think you, what you do, it's why I've actually been quite insular, is you need a lot of energy sometimes as a creative. And then if you give it out by casual talk or too much running around or, you know what I mean? All that. You give away your energy and then you're now here, which is where I'm at, feeling tired, knowing I've got to leave in an hour. Yeah. Still waiting for DHL. <laughs> and, um, um, mm -hmm. and feeling mm -hmm. tired, but I realise... Not I, straight at all. <laughs> well, no, but it's also because I have chosen to not spend today. I've seen some lovely people, but I've, I could have done more, I could have done some constructive stuff, you know, or, and I haven't. So there's a sense of disappointment myself. And also I can be very willingly sidetracked and I shouldn't allow myself, especially when I'm still in the middle of one project. But of course, everyone's been saying, well, I haven't seen you. Like next week, I'm going to go home and spend some time with family and rest. And yeah, but also I've got stuff to do and I'm aware it's m me being, I can get, it's very easy just to dissipate all your energy and not do the things that are important to you. And go, oh, it's a rest now. And it isn't a rest now. You know what I mean? I've got to, this is not the place to stop at all. 
Do you remember a few podcasts ago we discussed uh, self-care and yes. really sort of... Well, I think self-care and other people's negativity tie, tie in together perfectly. And something I'm hearing you say is that you're, like, you're, you're noticing the way certain people and situations make you feel. And I think that's a very important thing to realise when you're looking at your life and, and, and taking care of yourself and, and really achieving something. It's about understanding that, as you said just now perfectly, as a creative, and it, I would say as a human being, it's very important to, to look at your energy and look at who adds to it and who takes away from it because it it's sort of countercultural. But I don't think it helps anybody to be drained and tired and spend time with people that perhaps you aren't contributing to where, or rather to the direction that you want to go in. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it completely does. And I think it's not thinking about it. It's also not just about the people today. It's about something that happened yesterday that I don't. That, really want to go into but I'm aware that sometimes one has expectations and one has views and hopes and all that stuff and I have to be very careful who I I do have to I think you're more I think somehow I'm a bit more vulnerable because I I'm very can be very up or quite or you know there's the up down of it and I can be very up and supportive but actually I think actually me talking now is having spent a couple of days in situations where with people that probably some 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 cool, but some really I didn't need to have the conversation. I didn't need to spend the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have to be, and that's why they always say you should marry well as a creative, and I don't think it means marry well as in money. Although I remember going to a talk by Joan Collins, and someone said, "How do you make it?" Because Joan Collins went through the studio system. And she yeah. said, the only way to make it as an actress nowadays is to have a rich husband or a rich father. <laughs> thanks, Joan. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But she's quite... She's, I appreciate that. She's so <laughs> fabulous. Um, yeah, but, but... But it's... You know what I'm saying. Bringing it back to you for a second. There's a... I think there's a book I would really suggest that you pick up, and it's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Oh, I've got that somewhere, I think. Yeah, and he, he calls it auto-suggestion the things other people say and he he describes a process where maybe before you go to bed you literally go through the day and you think about suggestions that you've heard from other people and the ones that you want to be true for you and the ones that you don't right so for example if, if everybody's talking about how bad things are and how crappy life is i don't really think that you'd want that to be true for you no i hope not <laughs> because uh, yeah. You know, the truth is, we do create our own experience and we do create our own reality. And one of the most important things you can really do for yourself is to really choose what you buy into. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true. That's a good one. Yeah, I think I've had some expectations turned on its head over the last day from various people. And... Um, yeah. No, I, have, as I, was, I was just thinking what I was saying earlier. I, th- I, 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 I think... Creatives need to hang around with Marywell, people who are actually supportive. And, and I think it, that's everybody in their lives, really. Because you, you, you were too, I don't know. I don't want to get into this whole creatives have a tragic life because I think there's lots can have a wonderful life. I think it's very easy if you mm-hmm. don't, as you say, honour yourself and your process and honour the, the... Because we get enough subliminal messages from the outside world negative anyway about being a creative without your fr- fellow creatives adding on to it. Or you yourself yeah. actually adding on to that. 
I completely agree with you. I would really, I think, I think a good suggestion for you would be to really, really take a look at, really take a look at the people you want to be listening to. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's, it's almost like if, if somebody was a very poor, broke financial advisor in debt, would you, would you take financial advice from them? Yeah. You know, way about the people you surround yourself with socially or or in a work situation take a real look at them and think to yourself do I want to buy into what you're buying into because you do have the choice yeah you have the choice but also you don't want to be so um you know you feel like there's people that you genuinely love and care for and I have been luckily quite locked down but I mean it's interesting at the moment I'm coming out of lockdown and, and, and seeing who's out in the world and actually I'm still almost not ready to come out in the world if that makes any sense I've, I've come out too early. I've come out to the world too early, and I, I shouldn't have. I need to wait till next week, at least. So yeah. that is because it, it's my energy. I've only got so much of it, and I've been pushing it. So, but it's good. So, um, so let's just wrap this up now because I've now got to go and uh, well, hopefully not ring DHL up again. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the this best is, with that. Yeah, this is going to be the DHL podcast. We're sure endlessly waits for DHL. Um, I think. In terms of um, in terms of assignments for you though this week, I'd really like you to. I'd really there's two things that I think seem the most helpful for you. Right? So to look at, um, really be conscious of what you want to buy into, what you want to believe in, and become true for you. Do you want to believe life is easy and fun and there's infinite possibilities, or that it's hard and tough and scary? You know, really get conscious about what you want to buy into. And the second thing would be to really identify. I would suggest at least three to five ways, tangible things you can do to really step up, again, step up the self-care and the self-support because I feel like potentially if you're feeling a little bit disappointed about things, it's easy to then sort of let other things go. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I think. And yeah, just get, get very conscious about what you play into because ultimately it's your decision. Yeah, and I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty good generally. I think I've just, it's interesting, every time I talk to you, I do, the one thing I'm really understanding about coaching is that, as we said last time, but again, I'm going, as I talk, I suddenly really see my truths and I then I go, oh, and I suddenly understand why, why am I feeling like this? Well, because of this conversation I had last night, this other conversation I had last night, this one I had today, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very clear, I can quite, then I, it's almost like you look at it from a, a tele, down a telescope, you have a better mm-hmm. view of yourself and that's what coaching really does help really uh, you know what I mean for me anyway so um, yeah that's good so thank you very much for that Ryan and um, we'll try not to call this a DHL podcast we'll try and come up with a slightly more <laughs> I, <laughs> let me know if you need anything yeah I will I'm thinking of that uh, I don't want to wait in vain for DHL <laughs> I don't want to wait in vain Anyway, so I'm going down the Bob Marley DHL line. So I like that. <laughs> Next single. I don't think Bob Marley needs me to, to trash his wonderful songs with bad DHL covers. But you never know. All right. Thank you, Ryan. And, uh, Have yes, a great day. Thank you. Bye.
Yeah. <laughs>